This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so uh, this morning I was uh, clicking around on the old internets and I saw a headline that I was like, ooh, I am all in on this. And it resulted in the discovery of a book that I think we're going to have to read, but we can't call it a book club and we can't call it a read-along, but it is so up Team Cobra's alley on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes, and I feel like we can do our own situation. Look, I know that two other shows on this station have mm-hmm. read-along situations. Yes, a book club and a read-along. Yeah, well, not we the same have- thing. The report of the report. Yeah, so I read the report of the report. I read the book report of the report. And, okay, so the book is called The... It's called The Four Word Answer. And it's written by Rob Shooter, who also... created naughty but nice what is naughty but nice is that a website i have no idea i'm i'm thinking yes it's some kind of website or oh it's it's probably a gossip website um because he is a former publicist who then turned to be a gossip columnist and what's interesting about that is to me first of all because you're like, I don't know who Rob Shooter is. Why am I interested in this? Yeah, I don't know who Rob Shooter is. Why am I interested well, in gonna this? I'm going to tell you in one moment. But I do want to just say this. To me, it is telling to just hold that tension of a person who was once a publicist who now is turned into a gossip columnist. Our our brains want to like make that into some sort of cognitive dissonance, but it's not. No. It's actually exactly what... It's exactly the right sort of trajectory of a career to go from the being the person who's trying to tell the gossip rags what to tell us about the celebrities to being the person who tells us about the celebrities. Does that make sense? Well, they have a symbiotic relationship with each other. That one can't exist without the other. They need each other. And we used to think that they were a different, you know, in different lanes, but they're not. They're in the exact same lane. Okay, so. Rob Shooter has written this, um, it's called, it's, it's billed as a self-help book called The Four Word Answer. And what he's saying is that he believes that we can all harness our own sort of, uh, uh, brand energy by doing what the celebrities that he advised do. And what he has them do is come up with four words to describe their persona. And then when they make a choice about how they're going to behave in public or how they're going to craft the public image of themselves, they go back to those four words. So one of the people he at one point was a publicist for was J-Lo. Ooh, okay, so this guy knows what he's doing. because for sure. Jennifer Lopez has kept herself in tabloid headlines for almost two decades. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And we have an idea when you say the name Jennifer Lopez immediately, you have an idea of a person that pops into your mind. Right. And that is all by design. And so that's what I appreciate about this is it's sort of peeling back the curtain and and confirming what I think we have always said, but maybe not said in these exact words, is that celebrities know what their public persona brand is. Yeah. And they make choices about how they are perceived based on that. And he's honed in on these four words. Okay, so... Here's an example of a story. And by the way, there are pictures of him next to Jennifer Lopez on a red carpet at the time that he is talking about. So he tells the story of um, when she broke up with Ben Affleck 17 years before the current iteration of Ben Benifer. Oh, 17 years. It's been a long time, y'all. Um, Rob Shooter uh, had had accepted the advice of her management so her management called him up as the publicist and was like, here's the deal. Can you smuggle her in to the Golden Globes, the 2004 Golden Globes, through the back door? And he was like, sure, yeah, no, I'll totally do that. They apparently wanted to avoid any awkward um, opportunities for people to ask about the breakup. Yep. And so he talked to Jennifer Lopez about that. And she was like, no, I'm not creeping in like a criminal. I'm walking in with my head held high. And so sure enough, she walked the red carpet in this beautiful orange gown. She refused to comment on the breakup. uh, And she instead decided to use that opportunity to show Ben Affleck and the public what they were missing in J-Lo. Yeah. So he says of J-Lo, quote, she knows exactly who she is and she gets back up when she stumbles. Uh, And he talks about that particular time and says she's very driven. She won't shy away from a challenge. Now, I want to tell you what her four words are. Ooh, yes. All right. Jennifer Lopez. We know who she is. We know what she's about. Let's see if these words line up. She chose the following four words. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Check. Check. Powerful. Check. Kind. Check. And then the final one, you're not, you're going to go what? But I'll explain it in a second, is shebang. What? That's not a word. When I first read it, I thought it said shebang. And I was like, what? What? Like the, like the Ricky Martin yeah. song? No. Shebang. Meaning having it all together. The whole shebang. Uh, that yeah, she's that like the total too. package. Yes. She's the whole shebang. Yes. Okay. So these are her mantra. Well, she has been consistent the past 20 right? years about sticking to that mantra because those four words, I would say, accurately describe the way that we understand yes. Jennifer Lopez as the public. Yes. So here's another interesting one. Jessica Simpson was another one of his clients, and she chose four words, smart, funny, loyal, and kind. And one of the things he goes into about Jennifer, about um, Jessica Simpson is the fact that that she has this sort of image of not being smart, mm-hmm. but really the truth is she's incredibly smart. Well, we can um, see that now, right? He says um, that she is summed up by that word smart, which is the first of the attributes that she selected. He says, contrary to her ditzy image, she's incredibly astute. She recognized that part of her appeal was being the underdog, a star that people could actually identify with. So, she would elicit that sort of reaction from people as being relatable. So, and she's able to articulate that, that the ditzy piece is sort of an act that she realized 
she was doing. Well, yeah, you have a genuine, we've all had genuine chicken of the sea moments. Right. In our own life. Is this tuna or is this chicken? Yeah, and she was savvy enough to amplify that. Right. And to leverage that and use it as a tool. Okay, I want to tell you, this to me was the thing that really, I was like, whoa, that brought it all the way home. Of Jessica Simpson, he said... She would deliberately put lipstick on her teeth before media interviews or before walking the red carpet. Not looking perfect made her relatable, and that is what made her more successful. Mm-hmm. I thought this was so interesting. That so, loops back to being smart. Right. So that's the thing is like that whole ditzy charade is a charade, but it's all about her personal brand that makes her more relatable, that makes her more successful. I don't know. I thought this was fascinating. Yes. And it sort of confirmed the thing that we've always sort of said is, hey, guys, FYI, Hollywood knows exactly what they're doing. Yes. They know exactly the story that they're telling us. And if I would just pull the curtain back a little bit, I will tell you, we also have words on our show. Yeah. Yeah. So when we plan a show for the day, we have three words that we are we want to make sure we're delivering on. And those words are curious, quirky and fun. And if anything doesn't pass that test, it's not going to make it on our show. Not going to do it. Not get, gonna out, do it. get out. So get lest out. you think that we just show up in the morning and vomit out a bunch of things to talk about. I mean, we I'll, don't. I'll take it as a compliment. Thank however, you. however, it is a well thought out process. Yes, it is. Curious, quirky and fun. I feel like we need a fourth word, apparently, according to Rob Shooter. No, I like the three. Thank you. It just feels like easier to remember. Yeah. And like it fits. It just fits. It yeah. Fits. And we're all a little odd anyway. So yeah. an odd number. Yeah. Anyway, the, it's, the book is called uh, Who Are You? It's called The Four Word Answer. Who Are You in Four Words by Rob Shooter, creator of Naughty But Nice. And I don't know. I kind of want to read it, but I really only want to read it for the celebrity info. I don't need the self-help. I'm good. No, no, we're good. Thanks. But we want some hot goss. We want some behind the scenes. I might pick this thing up. I'll keep you posted. How about that? Okay, great. How about we'll do like, I'll just do the heavy lifting on it. And if it's worth talking about again, I'll talk about it again. But if it's not, you'll never hear about it again. (laughs) Goodbye. If it sucks, Bye. bye. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oof, speaking of bye, I think Holly, you and I both would like to say bye to Brangelina, but they are not letting us. I'm so tired. Oh, so tired. I mean, I'm sure they're tired too, but I'm tired. Yeah, that's the problem. Don't don't tire other people out with your tiring problems. Yeah. Deal with deal with them yourself. But you're right; these are trickling down to us. Uh, rest your head as we tell you a tale of a divorce that won't happen. After this, on my talk 1071. Uh, get a pillow. Lie down. Because, man, this is getting real exhausting. And I'm talking about you, Brangelina. Ah! This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley, trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are tired. We're so tired. We're so of tired. all the, the this and that, the back and forth, the bickering, the fighting between Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. I mean, literally, this is the... Di- you guys, they're still married. Well, guys. actually, I think they're divorced. But here's... Oh, are they officially? Yeah. Here's the deal, though. It's the custody. It's the custody. It's the property. It's all of the messy things that like, if I got a divorce, I'd be like, take the futon and leave. Yeah. Bye. Bye. But Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's futon is a $164 million (laughs) chateau in France. Okay. So 
the latest drama in this is that Angelina Jolie is being accused of trying to sell off her 50% stake in Chateau Miraval in France without giving Brad Pitt the first option to buy her out. Ah. So said court papers that were filed in Luxembourg. Okay, so that's just like low down yeah. and dirty. Well, right. right. But that's what this whole right. saga has been. It has been low down. It has been dirty. At least the way that you can interpret it by the it's been five years. Yeah. It has been five yeah. years, I think, this month or back in August since that fight. On the tarmac in International Falls. Yes, thank you. You heard it here first on the Colleen you Bradley legitimately Show. Legitimately you did. legitimately heard mm-hmm. it here first. Now, um, according to this lawsuit, both Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie held their shares for Miraval in separate LLCs. So they're oh. separate. And then this chateau is owned by a company in which Brad Pitt originally held a 60% share through, I mean, this is rich people problems. Yeah, right. Let me tell you. I will you, never have these problems. They're, they're, the only thing I've had a 60% share of is a pizza. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> that. <laughs> and even that, I was not willing to give up yeah, the 40%. Yeah, I was going to say, and you had to share a pizza? <laughs> Rude. Tra- tragic, because every pizza is a personal pizza. That's true. If you try hard That's enough. So true. Uh, so they're fighting this and that and back and forth. And there's a lot of LLCs, a lot of shell companies, mm-hmm. a lot of this and a lot of that. But essentially... Angelina Jolie wants out, and now Brad Pitt is angry that he hasn't been given the first option to buy out Angelina Jolie in the Chateau. I get it. Yeah. I don't understand uh I don't understand money and rich people and legal stuff well enough to know if that if there's something like actually legally wrong with that. But I don't know, out of courtesy, it feels to me like the appropriate thing to do. Yeah. Well, I suppose when you're at this level, it's just it's what you have to do. Right. Well, and it's you very have, it's a symbolic gesture for sure. Oh, of course. It's not like, you know what? Hey, we're divorced. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just kind of over this and I don't want this anymore. However, I recognize the relationship we once had and you can have the first rights to buy me out. I just feel like she is hell bent on making him look as bad as possible oh yeah but wait there's more oh of Colleen. course there is so now we're because going we're exhausted because i'm so tired we're so tired we're so tired so there's more in this custody battle between angelina jolie and brad pitt so the latest little notch in this custody argument this custody battle is that angelina jolie is accusing brad pitt of trying to use his celebrity um to win special treatment um um, Holly, yeah. Do you want to point out why that's hilarious? Because Van. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let us just put it out here. Angelina Jolie is a master of celebrity. She uses her celebrity for all sorts of things. Now, the details about this is that Brad Pitt's attorneys launched earlier this week a bid to overturn a decision to dismiss the judge overseeing the custody fight. But Angelina Jolie's legal team retaliated in court papers and said that, quote, this sort of gamesmanship, a last-ditch effort by a celebrity litigant seeking special treatment is not what this court's limited review resources are for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So legally, in the actual court, Angelina Jolie is like, well, you can't use your celebrity in this way. But it doesn't mean that Angelina Jolie isn't going to go to the court of public opinion mm-hmm. and try to sway things in a particular way. So that's fascinating. Right. Because she did this interview in The Guardian earlier this month, and she was really sidestepping, essentially My takeaway from this is that she equates this custody battle between herself and Brad Pitt over their children as almost like a human rights campaign. She has actually said as much. Mm -hmm. She actually she said those words. She said, my children, I see my children and and this custody. I'm paraphrasing, but she said this is a human rights issue, which that does tell a story, especially when it's coming from Angelina Jolie, who's committed in a career beyond her Hollywood career to human rights. Yeah. Like you would read that and think, well, she knows about human rights. She understands human rights that, but that is a very much um, a statement that's meant to make you think and feel a certain way about her as a parent over. Yeah. That uh, I said Ben Affleck about Brad Pitt about Brad Pitt yeah. as a parent yeah and that in saying that you are leveraging your own a celebrity. thousand percent Angelina Jolie is leveraging her own celebrity to be able to make that kind of statement mm. to the Guardian mm-hmm. uh, publication about this and then loop it all back into this book that you were supporting about human rights and right. then you know but then being like well you can't do that in actual legal court and i'm going to call you out Brad Pitt for using your own celebrity quote unquote to get what you want right. but then it's like well Angelina Jolie is using her celebrity in the court of public opinion so to perhaps get what <laughs> she wants things. i know this right this divorce is uh, this or this battle is the most it's more dramatic than the most dramatic drama. Yeah, well, it's just, you know what? It's that kind of what is becoming tried and true. Just litigate until you grind people yes. into a poem. Just Oof. <laughs> uh, Anyways, I'm tired. Gonna take I'm, a nap I'm now. tired. Oh, no, but wake up in a minute because okay. when we come back, we are going to have some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on vacation. Oh man, is he on vacation? 
Is he oh, on oh, vacation? Don't even get me started. Because he shared some of his vacation on social media. I know. Uh, if you just need to have a moment at a beautiful beach, why don't you go I, and find Bradley Trainer on social media? It does not look real. It does yeah. not look real. He actually even said it doesn't look real in person either. It's unbelievable. I am so happy that he's having that moment. And so sad that we're not. Yeah. But we're on our own little slice of paradise here where, right. where we get to talk about celebrities behaving badly. We call them Douchebags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Or D-bag by a brief. Yeah, we like to save time by a brief here. Yeah. Who's your D-bag? Trolls. Oh, just the movie trolls or the kind that you, uh, the with the fuzzy head and the jewel belly button or nah. the people online? No, nah, that's okay. It's actually uh, option three. Okay. I have no beef against the dolls with the jewels. Thank although you. I used to like to cut their hair, and when you cut their hair, they had a weird mound yeah. underneath it. It was strange. It's very weird. No, this is just for the general haters out there. I saw this story about a happening at Disneyland. Uh oh. Disneyland is revamping one of their rides as oh, yeah. as they're want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, the latest ride at Disneyland that's getting an update to the twenty first century is the ride Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's getting an update. And what they're doing to update this is that they're changing the narrative of the story of the ride, that it's going to be, it used to be, a race through Toontown in search of Jessica Rabbit. Right. Because Jessica Rabbit was kidnapped by the weasels and you had to go and find her. Mm -hmm. Well, they've already made some adjustments to the ride, but now they're totally revamping it. And now the ride is going to be about Jessica Rabbit becoming a detective Mm. on the search for the weasels in Toontown. Perfect. So so we've got an upgrade. We've got a glow up. They've even released a photograph of Jessica Rabbit looking real cute. She's been promoted. Yeah, she's been promoted in her trench coat and a little hat and a fedora. Fancy. Colleen, there were trolls here. Who didn't like this? If I've ever learned anything about the world it's that there are trolls here don't change our beloved Uh, ride first of all i'm gonna just say this is not really a popular ride at disneyland i didn't even go on it it's in the toontown section of disneyland that's probably why i didn't go on it and i say this as a person who legitimately who framed roger rabbit is one of my favorite movies of all time put a nickel in me and i could talk about it i'm not going to but i just want to tell the trolls in the haterade that if you're hating against their decision to take Jessica Rabbit out of the trunk and not make her a damsel in distress. And in fact, make that character the lead of the narrative of mm-hmm. the ride. That's what actually happens in the movie. If you watch the movie, Jessica Rabbit knows her business. Mm-hmm. And in fact, she has figured out all the things and she hits people over the head with the frying pan. She understands what's happening. She's the brains behind the whole operation. That's the thing. That's kind of the joke. Anyways, people were getting upset about it. And it's like, well, if you're upset about it, then you never even watch the right, movie. Right. You're just a fan of the ride, not of the movie. Well, it's not also, even like you're a fan of the ride. Right. You just are not a fan of anything ever changing. Yeah. And guess what? Things change all the time. Now, I do. Welcome to life. Welcome to life. I do like that Disney Imagineers are like, hey, things change at Disneyland all the time. Disneyland has gone through many a change in its history. 
that place has been around for almost 70 years. Yeah. It opened in 1955. Even back in the day, the ticketing system mm-hmm. for Disneyland, did you know that you would just go into Disneyland and you would buy a book of tickets? And the ride, ah, like your regular school carnival, and you have yes. to use the tickets to get on the ride. Well, and not only that, that the tickets would be categorized like letters A through E, or they would be categorized sequentially, where you would have to use more tickets, or those tickets would cost more. I don't remember to get on an exciting ride like sure, a space, like space like a mountain, space mountain mm-hmm. or a Thunder Mountain Railroad. Ooh, I love that one. And so then you would buy that book of tickets instead of just a general admission thing. Interesting. Interesting. There's your Disney yes. fun fact for the Stuff afternoon. Stuff changes, people. Stuff changes. Also, you know, we've had, we're upgrading rides. Good move, Disney. Right. That you're changing things right. like Splash Mountain into a ride for the Princess and the Frog. Thank you. You're updating Jungle Cruise in a way that behooves the 21st century. Right. And even in the Jungle Cruise movie, delightful Emily Blunt. Being the hero of the story and driving the narrative. Thank so you. I'm here for Jessica Rabbit yes. in her trench coat, solving mysteries, taking those weasels to task. Being smart, knowing stuff. Yeah. She's not just a beautiful woman in a sparkly dress. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. We rest our case. Who's your D-bag, Colleen? Okay, well, this is sort of a D-bag update. Because I noticed as I was preparing for today's show... I thought, oh, I, you know, we erase. We have like a. Uh, this is pulling back the curtain. We plan again. things. We here. actually do plan yeah. things. We have a shared Google Doc that's like a spreadsheet, and before we get ready for today's show, we clear last week's show. So it's also kind of a nice little reminder. Like, what were we talking about a week ago? Right now, well, yeah. guess what? Actually, a week ago today, at this very precise moment. We were talking about Rebel Wilson. She oh, okay. happened to be my D-bag last week for a post that she made on her Instagram where she said the following. I'm going to take a bit of a break to focus on a very exciting film I've written that's going into production next year. Okay. Okay, great. So we're like, All okay, right. that was her announcement that she's going to like leave the, the Insties and we're going to not see Rebel Wilson again for another two days. Yeah, she's got it. She- she's <laughs> back, you guys. She's back. Oh, no. And that's the thing that is, is that it's a D-bag update, but also it's just like, please. It's that kind of behavior. We've seen this before from her. Yes. And it's always this dramatic, like, I am doing a role that is more serious than any role I've ever done. And in order to properly develop my character so that I can do this role to your pleasure, I am going to have to remove myself from the social media so that I can focus. Mm, focus. And then two days later, she's like, you know, as the tabloids would say, flaunting her 70 pound weight loss again on the insties. I want to calculate how long Rebel Wilson's break from Instagram was. So the last time she posted that, that's Mm -hmm. where she was uh posing in her shipwrecked mermaid birthday party yeah that's right so that was september 13th and then three days ago was september 19th and that's Mm -hmm. when she came back and she was taking pictures of about being in the ram fam which yeah and then there's a picture of her in a swimsuit that's making headlines now here's why you guys lest you think and then there's another one of her receiving her the children's book she's written called bella the brave um, and let me explain to you in case you're wondering why she can't just stay away. 
it's because she only gets attention when she's on Instagram. Right. Like, that's her preferred method of attention seeking yes, behavior. That is Which makes sense. I mean, we all yeah. do it. Why why would you Instagram if not to show things? Yes. But for her, it results in headlines in uh tabloids like Hello, etc. So it, when she's gone, then she effectively is missing from the headlines for the days that she's not posting. And so she ha- she can't stay away for long because this is her career. Well, right. This is what she's doing right now is trying to be at the top of mind for everybody. Uh, the household name on the tip of everyone's tongue. And now she actually has this book to push. Yeah. Well, which is which is fair to Rebel Wilson. Yes. Let's be fair to her because this is the way that celebrity works in 2021. When people are looking to cast movies, when they're looking to finance projects, they're looking at social media metrics right. to, to a degree that may or may not be fair, but that's what people are looking at. So mm-hmm. they're looking at somebody like Rebel Wilson and they're like, oh, her posts get a lot of engagements or she has a lot of likes. She has a lot of followers. I also have a side question. Oh, I have a side answer. And maybe? It's, it's just my personal beef about celebrities writing children's books oh. as a form of market, oh. a form of marketing. Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about it because I want to give props to the people who are legitimate children's books authors. Thank you. I've said this before. It drives me crazy that people think that if they want to be an author, it would just be easy to be a children's book author. Yeah. And I think there are people who are really accomplished children's book authors who specialize in writing children's books. Yeah. They're not just handing out Caldecott medals on the corner. Right. Thank you. It is a legit art form that has legitimate practitioners when i see something like this rebel wilson writing a children's book now she wanted to tell the story bella the brave Mm -hmm. and she said that it's a book about overcoming shyness based on her childhood okay you know i can see that however the cynic in me just looks at this as among many other celebrity children's books that are just used as a marketing tool to sell your celebrity in a particular way. Yes. Let us remember Madonna and her English Roses children's book series. Uh, no. Let you don't us not. I don't remember that. Oh, that was when Madonna was cosplaying English Lady of the Manor in the early 2000s. Oh, my gosh. And she wrote this children's book series about the English Roses, or the character was English Rose, and the character might have been named Rose, but it was a series of children's books. Oh, my gosh. There's four. Yeah. And I don't know what Madonna. I mean, that's what. Again, it was Madonna. In that phase of her life, right. she was married to Guy Ritchie. She was living in England. She had young children. I mean, which is a complete 180 from the Madonna that we know and love on Instagram right now. Who's showing who's, her booty flaps. Yeah, who's showing her booty flaps and showing her booby flaps. Yeah. And any other flap that might be of interest to the general public. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She had a book for that, too. Oh, my goodness. Now, Do you remember her coffee table book Oh, entitled Sex? Sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not for the kids. Not That is not a children's book. <laughs> no. Thank you very much. No. I had forgotten about that. Now I'm like doing a deep dive on and, Madonna's children's book. And she is one of many people writing these kinds of books. And it, that's where it's like, okay, do you have an authentic story that you want to tell for children that you really think is important? Or is this just part of a larger branding scheme for yourself that you, that you want to put out there? Well, and the part that, the you know, 
Uh, the part that bothers me about it is, again, there are actual legitimate children's books writers. And actually, I think this is a beef I have across all of book writing, I guess, is that oftentimes when you see a celebrity book at all, and I'm guessing this even goes for children's books, it's not them actually writing it. It's a yeah. ghostwriter and they put their name on it. And you never learn the person who actually wrote the book, mm-hmm. who gets a modest cut Right, you're probably getting a fee for your service, and I don't know how... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, compensation is structured. It could be any number of ways. Right. But the celebrity gets to take the credit, does the press for yeah, it. They now, put their name on it. Now, you might be comfortable as a ghostwriter with that arrangement because you're like, well, geez, I don't, I don't want to do press for that. Right. So go out there, Rebel Wilsons of the world, and go and hustle. But I'll just sit back so, here working on your syntax. But it just makes me sad. Yeah. Because that, you know, who knows? I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. Did Rebel Wilson actually? But you know what? The same goes for music. Right? The oh, same goes for music. You scratch the surface on I the know. music industry and writing credits and yes. how that is structured. Boy, look at the time. Yeah, we that's have- a rabbit hole that we would go down, but we just can't because no. we got to dip. Yeah, we got to go. But when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know what I do want to talk about is what's going on with Wendy Williams. Um, this is, I think that there's a lot going on and we know very little and that's fine. But I just wanted to walk through what we know and what we don't know and what I wish we could all just be okay with when we come back after this on my talk one Oh seven one. Look at that. We're back. Hey, that was quick. Da, 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 da. Bing. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainer is on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here hanging with you. Yeah, We're just doing stuff, talking about celebs. Yes. And one of the celebrities I wanted to talk about is Ms. Wendy Williams. Okay. So backing up the truck, this all began, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm doing on-air production. I just want to make sure, is the rap music going to play? Not R-A-P, W-R-A-P. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll it, figure it out when we'll the time comes. We'll figure it out when the time comes. So you guys, it's just, easy fix. all you need to know is some stuff is going on. There's some gremlins in the machines. We're working through it. That's fine. And sometimes it just results in some on-air production. Okay, back to Wendy Williams. So... I think it was last week that we started getting these headlines about Wendy Williams having a, quote, breakthrough case. And I'm using quotes for a very specific reason of Mm -hmm. COVID-19. You reported that in a Dirt Alert update. We, you know, uh, our thoughts obviously went toward her health and hoping that she, you know, weathers the storm. It's it's a very serious thing that we are going through as a world uh, right now. And so, you know, we sort of took it for what was delivered to us. Yeah. Then the next morning, we got uh, another headline that there had been a call from her address for a psychological emergency. And so that also told a different story. While that was being bandied about, there also was another narrative emerging about Wendy Williams' former stance on 
the vaccination and the fact that she sat down with a conversation uh, for a conversation with Dr. Oz and that he was trying to convince her to get vaccinated and explain to her why it was important. By the way, I will just speak for myself. My position on the Colleen and Bradley show is please go get vaccinated. Yes. Please do that. Please, please, please. Please think of the people around you. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Uh, anyway, do it. do it. Thank you. Uh, we are fully vaxxed uh, here on the Colleen and Bradley show and ready to roll. So Wendy Williams, though, she allegedly or I, I don't want to say allegedly, I believe that that she led people to believe after her conversation with Dr. Oz that she had been vaccinated. Now, a question about this conversation, yeah. Colleen, because I don't get an opportunity to watch daytime television. Was this a segment on the Wendy Williams show? So, Or was this like, I'm having personal counsel from Dr. Mehmet Oz because I, too, am a celebrity? It was on the TV. Yeah, well, so here, this happened you. on the television. He even actually got his uh, inoculation while she was watching. Oh, okay. Like, so there was like definitely, it was definitely planned, but she does seek counsel from Dr. Oz. Apparently he's a friend of the show. I don't know these things either because I don't watch the show. In any case, I believe that she wanted people to believe that she had gotten the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Then there was some question, but Pay attention to the fact that they were very careful in their statement about her COVID-19 diagnosis to say that she had been vaccinated and that this was a breakthrough case. Yes. Also add to that, in the midst of all of this, because of a number of health issues she's had, she found out she had COVID because of some regular health evaluations that she's having. This is all very vague. But we've been on a journey with, with Wendy Williams. She's been on her own journey. We've been watching her health unfold in front of us for a long time. It's a journey. It is a journey. The most recent, uh, I don't want to say allegations, reports from on set at Wendy Williams show is that she is um, abusing alcohol, Mm. which is a which is a thing that we would have learned about in the documentary about her that she has struggled in the past and her own bio um, movie. That was on Lifetime, maybe? I can't remember what it was on. Anyway, she's been upfront about the fact that she struggled with addiction to drugs and alcohol. So a, a, a member of her staff is saying she's abusing alcohol again. Mm-hmm. So we have all of this stuff in front of us. And I don't bring this all to the table. To Oh, and now her brother is speaking out and saying, indeed, she was not vaccinated. Oh, so now the family's gossiping to yep, the press. About the gossip maven. <laughs> Yes. yes. So, and he's saying uh, that she's not vaccinated, and that she's uh, that uh, she's a powerful person. This is her brother's quote. Uh, Wendy is a powerful person, very committed to her stance, and always has been. Um, she does have preconditions that could leave her in a vulnerable state, but that she is currently. Um, she is uh, stable and fighting, says her brother Tommy. All right. Okay, so the reason I brought all of this to the table is my final thesis, which is this. Because originally the production halted and they gave a date that they were going to come back. Yes, that was supposed to be early October. Which I thought was kind of aggressive to make a guess that everything would be A-OK by early October. This disease can take all kinds of different twists and turns and last a very long time. And somebody might not be up to that. 
And speculation is that they'll have to delay it more. Here's my thesis. Can we all just make it okay for Wendy to not go back to the show? Sure. I just feel like, again, this is a journey we've been on with her for the past few years. She has been pushing herself and pushing herself and pushing herself to go back to this show. And I just, she might want to work for herself. And I get that. But I just wish we could all make it okay for her to not, to make it an option. Like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be there to entertain us. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it in this way. There are other things that you can do with your talent that will be less work, less, you know, I just wish that that was the conversation that we were having and not giving false dates that her show will return and pushing that narrative that she's going to like, and she's not a failure. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't come back. Yeah, it's interesting, that conversation, because there's a lot of different things. Because you're looking at Wendy Williams, the individual, and being like, it's okay for you to step away for a while. Then there's also Wendy Williams, the show, which is employs lots of different people. I'm actually really curious uh, whether or not the Wendy Williams show is covered by... Um, and I don't have an answer about this. And I, it just kind of came to me. And, I, yeah. and, I, and it got to, in my brain when they said they were going to come back. I don't know if it's a member of the International Alliance ah. of Theatrical Stage Employees. I don't know if it's a union show or not. But here's the thing in Hollywood that we haven't really talked about. But that's inside baseball. Yeah. Do, 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 is that there's going to be a vote. And there's a lot of talk about a lot of people going on strike. Ah. Who make your TV shows. Yeah. Who make your uh your entertainment and that means that we could be getting a shutdown here so well, i don't know you if know there's, there's so- that's no surprise in the world that we're living in right now these are people who are literally risking their own health yeah to show up and make entertainment for us yeah so the negotiations have been really labored so to speak about this and i don't know whether or not that's actually going to happen and if the members of that union are going to authorize a strike but that speaks to me about i don't know the relationship between the producers and the people who are making the wendy williams show not even wendy williams herself necessarily right so that i don't know and just completely speculating about that but it is i mean we've we've been through the trials and tribulations of wendy williams and and just on a human level you're like please do Wendy Williams, what you need to do to take care of yourself. And the question is, is hosting this daily television program the way that you're going to be taking care of yourself at this time? But then that also speaks to the fact like she's a working person. Right. And there's people that depend on her. And there's people that depend on her. I don't want to oversimplify it, but we have seen what it looks like when Wendy Williams goes back to do the show and she's not in a, in a stable place to be doing that. Right. We've seen what that looks like and we've seen the pressure that that ends up putting on the people who work with her. Yeah. We've, we've been, we've been on this trip before we've been on this journey with her before. So you're saying kind of almost like, 
what I'm hearing is like we've we've repeated this time and time yes. again. When is it? When are we going to stop the cycle? Yeah, can we be different about can this this time? Right? Like, and again, I say this as a person who doesn't typically watch the Wendy Williams show, although I have enjoyed it in the past, and I do have a, a respect for the way that she um, got to where she is. It is a big deal to have risen through the ranks of actual radio music radio to get to a place where you are sitting on a stage and hosting a show about Hollywood gossip yeah, on a national level. Exactly. Like I do not want to downplay that at all. I am tremendously impressed and absolutely in awe of how she was able to do that as a career. Yeah. Uh, but I also see, I think you can see how it is affecting her. Yeah. And there's no reason like it is okay to say, Goodbye to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess is all I'm saying. <laughs> I just I worry about her. I want the best for her. I you know wouldn't it be nice if she could go out on top and not as um, a, a gossip story herself? Yeah, that's what worries me. Yeah, but of course we are absolutely um, pulling for her and hoping that she uh, is healing from both COVID and whatever else she's going through right now. Because like I said, there's been a bunch of different um, health issues that she's been evaluated for over the past. And that's partly how they caught this COVID-19. So anyway, Wendy Williams may or may not be back. And that's the end of that. Well, we'll give that one a big old TBD. That is a TBD. Determined. Now, yesterday we celebrated a very special holiday. It was Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. Which, by the way, we listened to like three or four more times at my house. Well, yeah, of course you did. That is how one celebrates. Thank you. The special holiday of yesterday. Uh, But today is its own day that needs to be honored and observed. Today is the autumnal equinox. It is. It's fall. Y'all, it's fall. Y'all, it's fall. So (laughs) it's funny because I actually love fall. It's my favorite season of all the seasons. Second favorite. Yes. Second favorite is spring. And then I go summer and winter gets bottom billing. It's like the... You just got to put up with it. Yeah, exactly. And pay it scale. But today is the first day of fall, which leads us to ask the question, what is your favorite fall activity? What are you looking forward to this fall? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this. It's fall, y'all. What are you What are you looking forward to? What's your favorite fall activity on My Talk 1071?